What's up, guys? It's Sean with Gadget Reason, and you're listening to Gadget Reason Radio on Anchor FM. Uh, I wanted to give you guys a quick little update on how things are going with the iPhone 10. So I've been using it for about five days now, and I have a little bit better idea of some of the little quirks and some of the things I've had to do to get used to it, and just what the overall experience is like. And one of the things that I think a lot of people have been obviously most curious about is the new display. And without question, this is one of the best smartphone displays I've ever seen, if not the best. Um, it's incredibly bright, even in sunlight. I've really found no no situation at all where this is not a better display than any of the last three or four iPhones that I've used, and it's definitely right up there with the Samsung Galaxy S8 or even the Pixel 2 XL, despite its flaws, being a really good OLED panel itself. Now, one of the things that is kind of taking me a little bit more time to adjust to though is the fact that it although this the display of the iPhone 10 is technically larger than say the 6 plus 7 plus 8 plus it's 5.8 inches diagonally as opposed to 5.5 so it's definitely from a technical standpoint it is bigger however it's a little more complicated than that when you take into account the new aspect ratio, which is much skinnier and taller than on any of the previous iPhone Plus models. Now, the result of that is that in some cases, it doesn't always feel bigger. Um, that narrower uh, display when you're using it in portrait mode or that less tall height that you get when you're using it in landscape to watch, say, a movie or a video or something on YouTube, it, it definitely is noticeable. Um, and so, one of the biggest things that I was excited about about going to the iPhone 10 was being able to have a smaller body device that was more pocketable and easier to hold um, without having to sacrifice on screen real estate. And so far, uh, it's kind of hit or miss as to whether or not that really does feel like a larger display or, or, or if I've made a big sacrifice. Now, I will say that in most of the applications that have been updated to take advantage of the new aspect ratio as well as the new size, um, it does feel pretty great. You know, things like Safari or browsing through emails um, definitely push sort of the UI elements out of the way when you're scrolling through Safari, for example, and you do get most of that screen just filled with the content you're looking at. So it does feel like you have a nice large display. And obviously, like I said, the display being as good as it is in terms of quality, it's a great experience. It's just taking me a little bit of time to get used to it and to get over the fact that I don't have that big, wide, giant size screen of something like the iPhone 7 Plus or 8 Plus. Another thing that a lot of people have been talking about, obviously, is the fact that there's no home button anymore. And I've heard everything from people really struggling with the idea of of using a swipe feature or any of these uh, gestures in place of all the home home button functions or uh, people that just don't seem to mind at all and have adjusted really quickly. I'm definitely on the latter side of that. Uh, I have no issues at all. I really haven't found really one time in the past three or four days that I've wished that I still had an actual physical home button. Um, swiping up is really fast and uh, being able to swipe left or right on the home button bar at any given time to just kind of scroll through different apps uh, is really easy. So I haven't found any issues where it's it's kind of a nuisance. Having to uh, use the power button to activate Siri is also not a problem. Uh, most of the time I just use the Hey Siri command anyway. So for me, it, it's been it's been a pretty smooth transition to not having a physical home button. Now part of that missing home button is obviously that switch to face ID over touch ID. And again here, 
I can't imagine why anybody would really have too many issues. One of the great things about this is that most apps that were already enabled for Touch ID don't need any additional updating from the app developer to take advantage of Face ID. The first time I logged into any of my credit cards or any of my financial banking apps, uh, it just simply asked me, do you wanna use Face ID as opposed to Touch ID? And I said yes, and now every time I look at my phone, it just jumps right into those apps. It's really fast, and it's almost like you don't have any security features on your phone at all. When you pick up your phone and you open up your banking app, it just scans your face as it's loading and just goes right in. You don't even have to think about how you unlock the application. It's really, really fast and it's great. Another big benefit to Face ID is the notification setup. So lock screen notifications now only show the name of the application that has a notification pending for you until you look at it and it scans your face and unlocks the device. Then it fills out all of the content of each of those notifications. So you get the little previews. It's really cool and I've been really enjoying it. So those are my first thoughts on the first few days with the iPhone 10. Stay tuned for more here on Gadget Reason Radio. Talk to you later.